The Blokebusters podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us, as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blokebusters podcast. Series, our experiment in, in laziness. Randomness. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> sorry, yes, yes. Wait, maybe who's yeah. correct? You decide. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Depends yes. on how well thought out this <laughs> idea is. Another uh, podcast for another week. Yes. <laughs> um, so this time around, uh, we're going to be uh, discussing our top five. Basically, in no particular order. I think is how we both have it. Top yeah, five much. Um, nostalgic films from the first. 20 years of our life. So that means it didn't have to be new in those yeah. first 20 years, but a film we saw in yeah, those so first 20 years. Something it, we saw that, we, like, it's, that if we think about now, either reminds us of that specific mm-hmm. part in our lives or we just have that great feelings for. So Yeah, so, and I discussed this with Paul before, but it, it can just be based solely on nostalgia and it can also just be a good movie. So. Yeah. There will be a mix, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, uh, I will across say that spectrum. I've almost put Road to Perdition on my list just because of what it did for me in terms of film. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel 100% right given some of the other films that I ended up putting on the list. Okay. So, so that All one's right. sort of an honorable mention, <laughs> shall we say. Okay. Uh, how do. Want me to kick things off here? Sure, or? go ahead. Okay. Uh, so the first one that immediately came to mind for me, and I know there will be others out there that agree with me. I'm just prefacing with that because I know you're not a big one on this. Is the Goonies? Um, okay. Just because I mean that this is what nostalgia is about. This film, <laughs> um, you know, it, very it, 80s. <laughs> yes, and it was you know I saw it at the right time. I think probably I was probably maybe 10 or so. When I saw the film, so pretty much the age of the characters, yeah, maybe a little younger. I think they're more twelve, thirteen ish, something uh, like that. You know, so maybe, I guess, yeah, yeah. little, yeah. I don't think it's ever. He's definitely interested in his brother's girlfriend, <laughs> so I know he's you know thinking along those lines at that point. Yes. So yeah, so I would say maybe uh, you know um, adolescence, uh, but it's just. One of those, I mean, Chris Columbus, uh, you know, Spielberg's attached. Just a fun kids' adventure film. It's a genre that has been done to death, yes. But, yeah. <laughs> um, very much so. But I just love it. Um, it is, looking back, I mean, I've most recently I've watched it maybe a couple of years ago. Right. And it, it is a flawed film. Um, <laughs> there are major plot holes. There are just some just some hits and misses in there but um overall i still like what we talk nostalgia about is i just connect with it every time yeah um i have fun i i it's just mostly just you know quoting along and just enjoying the (laughs) 
the the major action pieces and join you know, sloth and the truffle shuffle and yeah, uh, the cheese of it all <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the uh, the fratellis and mama fratelli and um, <laughs> just so many great moments that I just associate with my youth so Fair that enough. is my first and on to you all right well my first one actually the first time I saw it was when I was at university so I was eighteen years old mm-hmm. and it's the first Ghost in the Shell film. And because, yeah. Well, nothing I, to contribute with this. I know, you, you. <laughs> nothing there. Yeah. But this is the film that genuinely sparked my interest in anime. Okay. Because you know, I'd seen Dragon Ball Z growing up, I'd seen Tenchi Muyu, I'd seen anime, but it hadn't been in the terms of this is anime, I'm sitting down to watch this. And I'm thinking more about the whole genre. And I saw Akira with one of my friends as part of our film studies group. I did film studies at university and based on one of the things we did, we went out and got Akira and watched that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was good. It's a, If you're looking into anime, especially anime that made its way over to America, Akira is probably the one that really brought it all over. But then I got Ghost in the Shell, and I love the Ghost in the Shell series. The films are fantastic, and they're also standalone universes. The TV shows are done in a different, kind of an alternate version of that. And yeah, this is the thing that just sparked off my anime obsession. And I honestly think if I'd missed this, I wouldn't have gotten as into it as I have so yeah it just reminds me of that part of my university life and I'm so thankful for it for getting me in there so yeah good good on you there all right (laughs) and and also I'm going to use this just for a second Mm -hmm. to point out that Scarlett Johansson is not Asian (laughs) you leave that that wonderful woman alone Paul (laughs) I, I have nothing against her as an actress but Casting her as Motoko Kusanagi is ridiculous. <laughs> There's no reason to cast her. <laughs> Excuse me, yeah. Aside All from right. the fact that, let me guess, 70% of American filmgoers won't go and see someone they've not really heard of as a main character. It, it, like, yeah, it's just a, yeah, just studio you. demand. <laughs> it's a studio demand. you got to get an A-lister actress, yeah. All right. All right, yes, so, moving on. I will preface this by doing... Na, 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 na. I think I have to stop there, otherwise we owe someone a lot of money. So. Yeah, that's what So Jurassic World is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, obviously the best. Um, no, we're going OG, original Jurassic Park. Um, and like and I said before, I can never rely solely on nostalgia, but this is just a fantastic film. Um, the dinosaurs still look amazing. Yeah. It holds up. The performances are just solid throughout. It, it blends humor and action and intrigue. That it actually raises good questions. Uh, <laughs> like uh, I mentioned in our previous recording of um, if the you know the uh, theoretical question: if you can do something, should you? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, it, it tackles so many good things. There are so many great little set pieces. 
and I, I, it, it's endlessly enjoyable. That from the score to the acting to, like I said, the effects, it all still holds up. It all still yeah. looks great. It's got Goldblum spouting Goldblum. philosophy. Yes. <laughs> now, now, eventually, there are dino, dino, dinosaurs on this dinosaur tour. Uh, I, I think about that. That I mean, just that's just an example of how much it's just permeated my subconscious and like any time, like. I'm watching a slow movie. That is the line that kicks into my head. Like during watching BVS, I was thinking, "No, no, no. eventually they're they're gonna fight each other." <laughs> that was because it was moving so slowly for me. So it's just like something that always pops into my head when something's creeping along. But that's just one example of the effect it's had on me. It was the first film that I ever owned. Um, my uh, brother got it for me on VHS, I believe, for Christmas one year, <laughs> and then that tape has uh, sadly is no longer with us. It will not play anymore. I think it got did, thrown out. But did you have the the old TV VCR combo in your room? Or, uh, I, yeah, I had to watch it on the main TV. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, um, but years later, I was able to it when it would still play. <laughs> but yeah, I think I was. I mean, I was. This was Ratman Wheelhouse, twelve years old when I saw this. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> essentially like the age of that the, the boy in the. You know, what is movie. the rating over here? Is it PG thirteen? I believe that's got to be PG thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, because in England it was PG, and this was the first film that my parents took me to see in the cinema where PG-13, they went. Yeah. They went ahead of time, mm-hmm. watched it, and then took me and had my mum sitting next to me whenever there was a part that she deemed was scary coming up she would lean over to me and be like, okay now they're, 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 they're scary that's one of the up. best parts of the T-Rex knocking the jeep over well, uh, well that was yeah. the thing that apparently about 30 minutes into it I just turned to her and say I'm watching the film <laughs> <laughs> can you not <laughs> disturb and, me <laughs> and I, I think she told me that that was the point that she realised they didn't have to worry about me yeah, <laughs> watching like, the film yeah, and it, yeah and in case you couldn't tell this it this is on my list as well, so this may as well be my time of saying. Okay, this one did make your fun. This is one that was on mine, okay. yeah. It, this, uh, again, as you're doing it, the second you hear the music, like, you're, you're just cast it's, back to it's the It's just magical. I can, it, it, <laughs> I, it's one of the first, and we'll get to, maybe I'll reiterate this in a bit, but it's one of those that really just connected me to the, the magic of filmmaking yeah um it just i mean it just holds a really special place in my heart like (laughs) i fucking love jurassic park (laughs) it's also one of those films that i kind of want to show to my kids when they're let's say three years old because (laughs) the i mean the graphics genuinely hold up so well that i kind of want them to believe that they had actual dinosaurs on set (laughs) for the filming of it (laughs) yes (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good... Yeah, and then the stuff that goes over the head will go over their head. You don't have to worry about that, but... Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. There are definitely some things that will go flying. Will they get to see the lawyer's demise? (laughs) I I don't feel like there's any real need to to worry about that. I I mean, Mm. yeah... If you're showing your kid this, like clearly you'll know your mm. kid, so you'll know when mm. the right time is, when they'll be able to handle that stuff. Like, I was always mm. able to just look at it and be like, well, it's a film. Like, it doesn't matter what's on the screen, it's a film. So, right. so yeah. let, let me pose this, since we both are just, I would say, borderline obsessed with this movie. <laughs> um, 
just a real top uh, borrow from a podcast friends of ours the top death scene in, in or just maybe not death scene but favorite death from Jurassic Park favorite death well, implied or shown no well yeah. I yeah. in that case I, I think you might be going along the same lines as me and that would be Samuel L. Jackson's character <laughs> <laughs> just the arm just, but, yeah just, just and also like where exactly does it fall from? I don't care. <laughs> it's just a great moment. That or Nedry with the right, yeah. The Dilop- is it Dilophosaurus? It's or, uh, yeah, Dilophosaurus. Yeah, spin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Originally, of course, it was a lawyer just because it was so great. And yeah. Then, while you're on the uh, shooter, well, that, that but, was probably the best T Rex moment in that film. Yeah, but favorite death. Yeah, we could. There's quite a few in there. The, the, uh, the hunter. Um, yeah. What was his? What was his name? Uh, for a movie, I know so well. He, he was just shooter. That's all he was. <laughs> yeah, but clever girl. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's move on. Yeah, we'll end up talking on. about Jurassic Park forever. All right. So what? What was? I. I mean, again, these aren't. So I guess that takes one off of your list. So I guess yeah, we're but, back to me. Yeah. So what's your number three? In uh, the list, number three, I will go with Ghostbusters. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once again, saw it at an early age. Early enough that, while this is embarrassing to admit, I think I've probably said on the podcast before, the opening scene scared the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, with the getter and the librarian ghost. Yeah. And Go getter. Of course, not now. Now I can almost open my eyes all the way. Uh, <laughs> watch that. Um, but yeah, just from that opening scene, um, I mean, I, obviously this uh, was not something I ever saw in the theater or anything like that. I was you know, much too young for that. Yeah. What was that? Is it eighty five or um, uh, might might have even been eighty three or some? Yeah. I I know it took them a while longer to film than general. So oh, I think it came out a year or two one. after they started. Eighty four, yeah. So yeah, I was two. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't see this until it like just was shown on. Like the first time I saw this, it was like edited for television, right? You know, like. Um, and I was probably five or six years old. So, I mean, that'll let me off the hook for being scared a little bit. Right. From, but just, of course, we can go on and on. You know how great the movie is, people. Yeah. It's, it's Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. It's everyone. Ghostbusters. Yes, it's Ghostbusters. Of course the effects do not hold up. Yeah. <laughs> of course the uh, rubber dog suits don't hold up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just... Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's just an iconic American film and... <laughs> will be in uh, good luck to the sequel I, uh, I hope the captures a tenth of that magic so, yeah I'm willing to give it a, a go yeah we'll, we'll see poor trailer editing aside but yes, yes. <laughs> yeah and the trailer being too long aside yes. <laughs> <laughs> alright over to you again alright so well my number three then this probably sound like it's coming out of nowhere uh, but it is The Mighty Ducks Okay. Quack, yeah. quack, 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 quack. <laughs> and this film, I honestly don't remember exactly when the first time I saw it, mm-hmm. but this film and the two sequels, this is what I remember just sitting down on the sofa in the mm-hmm. back room, chilling, watching these for every time they came on. Like, mm-hmm. No matter what, if uh, it turned out that, oh, this is going to be on in two hours, all right, in two hours I booked this sofa. This is where, uh, <laughs> this is like where I will be. Now. Yeah. We, we kind of had to do that at our house, <laughs> just because, you know, we'd all, yeah, we'd all want to watch TV, <laughs> but whoever was the first one to say, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm watching this <laughs> now, like, you got it. So, yeah, it was, it was just, I, I can't even fully explain what it is I like so much about it, I and mean, maybe it's just I mean, yeah. Because I mean, on the surface, it's a plot that's been done a hundred yeah. times, just it, like the you know the underdog story. 
But... Yeah, and it's actually, I felt it was a, a really great underdog story in that they, they don't always win. Like, it, they they genuinely do kind of fight for what it is they end up getting. Mm-hmm. I'll grant that there are a few bits in the second and third one where there's some really loose playing around with the rules that uh, <laughs> so they don't yeah. so they don't quite get the the exact um, feeling of the first one, but every single member on that team has their own personality. Like, everyone just has something that makes them unique. Whereas now you'll have four people that are like that and everyone else is just a background yeah. guy. So yeah. it's and a great ensemble. It's just I, a little credit to the influence of this film. There is a real NHL hockey team that is based yep. <laughs> on the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. I know. <laughs> that I, uses their colors. That use, I think, they're, that logo initially. I probably. think it's a little altered now. Yeah. But I don't, I, I don't know too much about it. But Exactly. Like, yeah. You can't really get much more nostalgia than that. Like Inspiring <laughs> an actual teen to exist now. Yeah, like, hey, you know that movie from, yeah, let's, uh, yeah. Sort of naming their coach, Coach Bombay. Um, yeah. That's, well, now, that's the thing. I'm sure the coach like, is referred to as Bombay. Bombay, <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I love Emilio in that movie. Lane Smith too, as the, the dick coach on the other side. The, it's not worth winning if you can't win, big. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously Joshua Jackson before going off and doing all. Was he the one that called everyone a cake eater? Maybe. No. I mean, he, he, he's the main kid. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And also, as you, I've been watching Fringe Jeez. recently. Like his oh, face yeah. does not change. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he he grew up, but his face didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah, I think a couple seasons of Fringe, but yeah, I think outside of Michael J. Fox, I've not run into anyone that's really like that. It, yeah, he's that quite that well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Flying V. So, right. are you a fan of the uh, the whole series, or do I, you, do you rank a, them? I'm a fan I mean, of the entire series. I personally think that. Uh, the third one is better than the second one. Okay, but, but the I, first is but better I, than yeah. But the first is the best. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as far as kids' films go, like yeah, I'm sure it doesn't hold up to any real critical analysis. But uh, but yeah, for for me, a, a fun watch. I, I like the uh, log line on the uh, box art. They can't skate. They can't win. They can't be serious. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And they generally aren't. <laughs> no. All right. Um, uh, to me, I guess, yep. Which one do I want to go with next? I, um, I am going to go with um, a little-known film. You alluded to a uh, another ageless star. Uh, <laughs> this one is called Back to the Future. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I don't know. If, if For all those people that haven't heard of it, I know there are thousands of... Um, yeah, little, little time travel movie, um, yeah. protege mentor relationship. One of the very few time um, travel films that Brian actually likes, I think. <laughs> there are a few. I just have a trouble with the philosophy yes. of or the concept, the theory, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, but yeah, once again, I mean, maybe it's hard to pin down when the first time I saw that. I think it was probably. 13, 14 maybe. A little older, I think, when I saw okay. Back to the Future for the first time. But, um, yeah, instantly just... I said before on this podcast when we did the Out of Time yeah. um, documentary, Back to the Future is the film I most associate with kind of falling in love with 
film. Like it, it took me to another place that no other movie had before. Yep. Just this, like this magical world where this was possible. And I, I honestly think it is the most well done time travel film. Like it, <laughs> it is able to show you the time travel without getting too bogged down. Mm. It, everyone that watches it is just able to go along with it. It's not like mm. it's not a heavy science lesson. It's just mm. these are the exact rules, and for about ninety five percent of it, they stick exactly to those exact rules. It's just solid, and of course, great writing and great acting. So. <laughs> Brilliantly funny, and just I mean, dangerously funny. It just <laughs> rips me every time. Like I. I I, I uh, was over at a friend's house and two was on yesterday and I could just we got right into watching two for like yep. an hour we were watching a baseball game and we were like ooh Back to the Future 2 we have a little while before we're supposed to go to this place so yeah so we watched Back to the Future 2 for a while but now, yeah did, uh, did you have trouble when the hour was up it was just like did, did, can we spare ten minutes can yeah we? <laughs> it was near the end so I was okay with it oh okay uh, <laughs> we'd gone through the the, the big parts um, fair enough <laughs> but yeah that first film I mean <laughs> yeah, I can what keep on going say? on and on. But yeah. what else can we say that we haven't? Already if you're not there? already on bar, board with Back to the Future, you're not going to be. So yeah, let's yes. move on. <laughs> All right. So mine then, my number four, and you know, obviously mm-hmm. there is no ranking to my list. Yes. This is just the fourth mm-hmm. one we've got to. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, <laughs> this was the first experience I had with Monty Python. Period. Okay. Yeah. Had never seen Flying Circus. I had not seen Flying Circus. Like, I was, let's say, eight years old when I Mm -hmm. first saw this. And the scene that cemented it for me, like, that basically made me a Monty Python fan for life, was the scene where they're going up against the great black beast of Arg. (laughs) And it turns into the animated section. And they're running away, mm-hmm. and it's just run away, run away. <laughs> and then they think they've lost it, but nope, it catches up to them. And then the narrator comes in and says, "As the great black beast lunged forward, escape for Arthur and his knights seemed hopeless. When suddenly the animator suffered a fatal heart attack, <laughs> and, then, and then it cuts to the animator having a heart attack. Heart attack yes. I was on the floor. It <laughs> is the only time that has." ever happened to me I did not regain like, you were ROT FLing before that was yeah, a thing <laughs> exactly I did not regain the ability to sit down and continue watching the film until they were on the bridge that's a solid five minutes later yeah <laughs> when that hysteria just hits yeah. you and you can't compose yourself yeah, yeah. It was, it was, and mm-hmm. I was in that room watching with my dad and one of his friends and I know that they were laughing their heads off at me laughing yeah, at yeah, yeah. Off. Uh, they, they were watching me enjoy Monty Python in a way that they hadn't in a long time. And you talk about an endlessly quotable film. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean the the Black Knight, that yeah. whole scene, I can do verbatim. Yeah, the whole shrubbery from saga the, from the coconut clomping to for the ho- yeah. yeah like we've ridden since uh, no, you're not. You're using coconut. The whole French interaction. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> the list goes on and on. I mean, yeah, it, it yeah. is just it. I just Monty Python. Like, <laughs> they're, it, they're it, such solid films and 
so well done and even though people say that Life of Brian is the best film and critically I will agree Holy Grail for me will always be number one pound for pound more laughs I mean (laughs) packed to the gills with with just ridiculousness yeah (laughs) they they had done a feature film called and now something completely different which was just a refilmed and repurposed feature version of their television show mm. with most of their best sketches in it but this was their first completely original story that they did mm-hmm. and yeah so, some of the stuff in it like the coconuts for instance the reason that exists is they couldn't afford horses like, yeah. <laughs> this is how great it works thing that yeah budget constraints can do for a film but <laughs> Um, and I don't know if it's still running anywhere. I imagine it would be if you have the chance to see Spamalot. See Spamalot. Yes, dude. Um, really Assault do. in the West End. And cra- you don't need to see a production of that value, <laughs> but immediately connects with all those nostalgic yeah. feelings. And I got to see it with Tim Curry as oh, Arthur. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, if you wanted a perfect blend of yeah. <laughs> heroes, stuff, yeah, that was great. The, yeah, and that's coming from a man I know that is not a big musical Fan, but. No, but and yes, I do like Rocky Horror Picture Show. What you ask? Anything Tim Curry? <laughs> yes, yes, good old Tim Curry. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move uh, uh, yeah. on to my last All right, one. All right, so your final one. My final one. And feel free to mention the one that you crossed out as well. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll give an honorable mention. Um, yeah. Uh, so this would be Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. Um, Fair enough. I... <laughs> I'm not a fan, but that's... not a fan. Oh my God! Would you get out, please? <laughs> uh, so yeah, when did I see it? Oh my gosh, this came out in 86, and I guess I saw so that probably shortly after, probably 87, <laughs> 88, I was probably 5 or 6, Okay. and the first time I saw it, and you know, a lot of it, of course, so, went over oh, so my you, head. So you'd already started school then, so you knew the... Yes, uh... and here is my major connection with this film, is that my brother and I, on occasion, and thank you mom for this, <laughs> uh, would we would play hooky, and she of course would go along you know we would yeah. fake illnesses and yeah. whatever and of course my mother knew we well, were sick. Here, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe once or twice a year just and like some days, yeah. your kid needs a day off so just you know <laughs> yeah. there's no huge test that's going to make or break their their uh, <laughs> year let them take a day off uh, school's rough on, can yeah. can be you know for a, for a young person and yeah. so <laughs> we would play hooky and we would watch this movie Together. Okay. Yeah, uh, and just, you'd watch the ultimate hooky movie. <laughs> yeah, and just just fantasize about um, just doing those things, and because this is not my personality at all. You know, <laughs> the, the, the type A personality, the uh, the not really jock, but the popular guy yeah. in school and stuff, and uh, just hilarious. I mean, I don't know. You're not a big fan, you said, but um, I just am a huge John Hughes fan. Oh no, I probably I love... my favorite. Of John Hughes, I mean, well, Breakfast Club, I would say critically probably better yeah. film. Oh yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I love most John Hughes films. Just for whatever, maybe it's because I didn't grow mm-hmm. up in America and I, I don't have this exact type thing. Yeah. Like, I, it, I didn't connect with it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, and then uh, for our our senior trip, we our group of friends went to Chicago. Well, Myrtle Beach is the place to go, kind of in this part of the country. Right. Um, you know, but we're like, oh no, let's go to Chicago and have fun and. Uh, had a close approximation of a Ferris Bueller day. Like we were at a Cubs game, we went to the Terra Art Museum, <laughs> like, yeah, nice. you, you know, uh, things like that, and just tried to <laughs> cross as many off. Didn't go to the fancy French restaurant, or whatever, ah. but <laughs> of course, um, the Sears Tower, you know, all that. Uh, but 
it's just something I can pop in. Last time I think I saw it was a maybe a few years, no, two years ago on vacation. We watched it, and it was cool because my nieces and nephews had never seen it, right. and they're just you know <laughs> all of them have their devices and stuff and distraction. It's yeah. very hard to get in the attention of a <laughs> six year old <laughs> yes, for very is. long. Yes, but they got into the and they they got some laughs, and that was really cool to see them kind of connect with it. Yeah, and that's about all I got on uh, Ferris Bueller. And uh, right. Matthew Broderick, another one of those ageless uh, faces. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, a little worn, but yeah, still looking pretty good. <laughs> yeah, basically just add a couple of lines mm-hmm. and that's him now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and right. uh, to finish things off? Well, my my last one is... Actually, I had so much trouble choosing between these two because they are, to me, interchangeable. Okay. Jumanji and Hook. Ooh. Like those two films See, I are, definitely connect with one and not the other well that's but. the thing I mean, both Robin Williams films and mm-hmm. Robin Williams it was such a huge part of my childhood I couldn't uh, not yeah. have him on the list and that's true. now I feel shitty that's fine just because okay. he wasn't as big yeah, for you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but but yeah when it came down to it I would say Hook more so than Jumanji in terms of nostalgia feeling for me. Mm-hmm. But I was Alan Parrish. Like the, the kid Alan Parrish, that was me. Like I looked like that. Yeah. I kinda of acted like that. And my mum when she was growing up she had a, a really good friend called Sue. When she grew up she had a kid who is Peter. Like mm-hmm. looked exactly yeah. like him. Like was that kind of energetic type kid. Mm-hmm. Like, so obviously whenever it would be on the family joke was that oh there's Paul oh there's Josh <laughs> Paul again <laughs> and yeah I mean hey if I was going to grow up into Robin Williams I'd be absolutely fine with that but uh, but yeah these two films oh Bob like, Hoskins he's no longer with us yeah yeah. yeah Smee poor Smee yeah it goes no, no, oh my god uh, yeah Amber <laughs> uh, Maggie Banning has grown up nicely <laughs> sorry <Yeah. laughs> I'm just looking through the cast list. Here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, and, and then, and then of course, you know, you got to mention Glenn Close. Yeah, uh, good old Glenn Close. <laughs> One of the finest hours. Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. In the Boo Box. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Uh, wait, I am still shocked by. Like, it, it's really fun to tell people that piece of information that Glenn Close is in Hook. Mm-hmm. She is. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah she's oh, part of the Ghost in the Box. What? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> just that sudden shot's like, no. And then you know they see it once mm-hmm. again. And it's like, okay, no, yes it is. <laughs> um, and, and then you got Jumanji. Obviously, you got Kirsten Dunst in Jumanji as whatever the character's <laughs> name is. Yeah, like, yeah that's I'm, the one I'm not. I'm blanking right too now. Too much, I know, yeah. yeah. But. Yeah, when I saw it, I was probably the exact right age for it. Robin Williams, fantastic whenever you do it, and then you just have the the wild adventure that mm-hmm. is Jumanji, the fantastic Van Pelt character. I thought mm-hmm. such a great vill- one of those villains, kind of like the Terminator in Terminator or the Liquid Metal Terminator in Terminator Two, the one that will just keep coming that will mm-hmm. that will hunt you down that is what this guy was so okay so yeah i guess van pelt is the the kiddie terminator that's who he is and yeah, uh, yeah so for me interchangeable obviously for you i guess it uh, sounds Jumanji like is something i saw once and yeah i was but hook was definitely the one i uh connected with that 
Um, One, I, it doesn't hold up for me as much as I'd like it to. Uh, hook me. Um, well, I have the movie certainly has issues. I think, but it yeah. does have so much charm to it oh, yeah. that I'm willing to overlook a lot of it. And uh, the, uh, problems it has. One other cameo as well is, uh, I believe, it's uh, George Lucas and Carrie Fisher play the couple that are lifted up by the fairy mm. dust at the very end. Oh, <laughs> I, uh, I believe I'd heard that before, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a very, very random cameo. <laughs> like, you never <laughs> see their faces. There is no way you would know that. Who Phil they are. Collins <laughs> as well. Uh, of <laughs> as course. Inspector Good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and uh, Dustin Hoffman. Yes, and we can't end any discussion of Hook without going... Rufio, 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 and the man. Right. Uh, I just want to mention my honorable, honorable mention. Yeah. <laughs> mention the mention. Yes, go ahead. Uh, allow myself to introduce myself. Uh, uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, okay, yeah. Just introduced me to that to, to Mr. Tim Burton. To kind of yeah, my first experience with Tim Burton to kind of the weirdness and kind of. <laughs> Wonderfulness that a film can have oh, to yeah. it, like still be charming and appealing, and still just be a little odd. Uh, <laughs> and also because uh, my sister took me to see that film, and I think I've talked about it before. Uh, that the first real theater experience I remember yeah. <laughs> going to, and I, that film is responsible for me believing that the word is pronounced. Skellington <laughs> for the majority of my life so far. Every single time I would see a skeleton, I would think Skellington. How many bones are in a Skellington? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I very rarely saw it written down. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. like, and occasionally, yeah, if, if it'll just pop in my head some random day. Like, this is Halloween. This is Halloween. Well, yeah, I, just... I tell you, you want to do yourself a favor then and look up. They released uh, an album. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was ten or so, ten or fifteen years after it came out. Which they got a whole bunch of bands and artists to record their version of the song. Marilyn Manson did this as Halloween, oh, yeah, yeah. and Corn <laughs> did "Kidnap the Sandy Claws." I don't know if I'd appreciate the Corn. It is one. it is genuinely fun to listen to. Yeah, and once again, yes, a great cast. You got Paul Rubens in there too. Of course uh, you do. Yeah, why not? <laughs> You're gonna have Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Um, I, I just had another yeah. honorable mention pop into my head the second you said that. Then it's mm-hmm. actually Matilda. <laughs> that oh, yeah. that style of film, but yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, they, yeah. It's just one of those. Uh, still, just uh, always will be a magical movie for me, and I just <laughs> yeah, wanted to include it in the top five, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, the last there. Limited by numbers. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> by by the, numbers that we have set ourselves. By the infallibility of math. <laughs> I cannot include another one in yep. five. <laughs> nope. In the top five, it is not possible. No, you're correct. Yes. Uh, anything to add before we let the good folks go? No, I, other than... Get back to us with your favorite yes, nostalgic do, films. Yes, do, uh, or, or what you think of our nostalgic yeah. film. <laughs> and you should know by now, obviously, we're at Twitter, at Blokebusters. Facebook, mm-hmm. look for Blokebusters. Podcast at gmail.com you can check out our website if you like it's uh, you know, it, the best we could do <laughs> it's yeah. blokebusters.webs.com and yeah, just also rate and review us on iTunes if you would Please, that would be lovely we love it <laughs> yes and I know that we don't ever really say it on here but I do just want to throw out a huge thank you to the Pod Bros Network thank you Pod Bros it, yes, the, we love thank, you too yeah it's uh they had us on fairly early in them starting up, and it's been great. 
with uh, all the other shows. Like, do go and check out their website, podbros.com. There's so many other great shows on there. So, <laughs> so yes. Anything else? <laughs> I, you good? I think that's it. So All right. it's bangerang for me. <laughs> and I don't have a good sign up other than <laughs> 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 <laughs>